Storms come, storms rage, and storms pass by. This is a story where the storm takes people away. Then another storm comes, and the missing people come back again. Only when they return, things are very different. So stay tuned for this gruesome affair. People had gone missing in our town, but they came back different. Finding yourself in the talons of an owl in the shadows of the forest moonlight. It's a gruesome affair. It all began, I think, three weeks ago. It was a stormy day, quite unlikely for our climate standards. Usually by the beginning of March, it is very clear and sunny, and storms are rare. So we were surprised when the dark clouds had swirled above us, covering every inch of light that came from the sun, and then it poured. The downpour was heavy, as if years worth of rain was stored in those damn clouds and was unleashed all at once. But the storm had left as quickly as it came. It lasted maybe just for an hour or so, but its effects were devastating. Besides the collateral damage from nature herself, there were other peculiar things that troubled our small town on that day. Two young boys were last seen leaving school shortly before the storm, and they never made it back home. Their belongings were found neatly left in a nearby forested area, just 15 minutes away from their usual route back home. Could they have made an escape to the forest in search for shelter? Or perhaps they had met with some ill hands? Unfortunately, there was nothing to be said for sure what happened to them that day. There were no tracks, no signs of struggle. It was as if Earth had opened up and swallowed them, leaving only indigestible backpacks. The strangest of things was also the disappearance of the town's drunk. A madman, I called him, for his mind was probably diluted from the amount of alcohol he had consumed. He was last seen by the liquor shop owner, an hour or so before the storm as well. Needless to say, it didn't take much time for suspicions to come about him, if he was somehow connected to the disappearance of the two boys. But the old fool was not around the boy's route, and it was even more weird as how could a man in such a state pull off such a crime? But alas, things became more odd as the end of the week approached. There were three more disappearances. A couple that was supposedly coming to visit their grandparents never came. But their car was found 20 minutes away from the main road before entering the town. Furthermore, an elderly man who would often take his dog for a walk was never seen again after the storm. Contrasting to his dog, however, he roamed the streets for nearly two days. Such oddities in our small town, but things became even more weird when the second storm appeared two weeks later. Once again, it came unexpectedly. I was outside gardening that day when I heard the sky rumble. I turned back and I saw the dark clouds swirling again and coming swiftly towards us. When the first storm came, I felt slightly uneasy, but I dismissed it rather quickly. In my mind, it was simply another storm, but this time it was different. Just moments before the sun was swallowed by the thick gray clouds, 
I noticed something shimmering amongst them, changing shades of color as it swirled. It was beautiful. I don't have any memory of how long I stood outside and stared at the sky, but it must have been for a while. A roaring thunder had struck, piercing my eardrums and finally awakening me from my entranced state of mind, and I quickly moved my gaze away from the sky. I realized how much I was soaked in water. Suddenly, my sensations awoke. Fear began to cripple me, shivering from the cold wind and raindrops that felt like thousands of needles piercing my skin. I did the only thing a sane man could do at that moment. I ran into my home. Once inside, I felt the clasps of fear and dread grabbing at my chest and throat as I walked away from the closed door. Such dread. I haven't felt like this in a while. I stared at the wooden door, scared as if something would be about to burst inside. I then noticed how the curtains on the windows next to the door were drawn open, making me take a glimpse of the outside. Only the cast shadows of the clouds were seen, a monotonous hue of gray. The pane was covered with water drops making the view outside even more unclear. As the horrendous cacophony of nature roared outside, I felt that my little house was just barely resisting. But there was nothing to be done. It is better to stay inside rather than having to deal with anything that goes outside. With slow movements, I made myself more comfortable, and with every passing minute, eventually I had come to the realization that it is simply another storm, and that it will eventually pass. It did pass. This time, it took a bit longer, but it did, and once again the chaos outside was horrible. My garden, for starters, was depressing. The once blooming flowers that managed to survive the last downpour were now smashed and shredded. There was dirt all over the place, but the sun was up, and for once, I never felt so grateful for its existence. Alas, with every good news, there has to be bad ones that follow. For more students had gone missing that stormy day. According to a friend of theirs, they skipped class in order to go for a smoke. But then an hour later, the storm came, and they were not seen anywhere. And just like the last time, by the end of the week, more people began to disappear again, but this time, more noticeable ones. The town's mayor, his two daughters, and the priest, and some local construction workers, and their boss, all of them gone. The town was in chaos. The police and the government officials were drowning in complaints. Two days ago, there was a protest outside the city hall. People wanted answers, but who could provide them with that? The clergy had stepped forward, claiming it was God's wrath, condemning us sinners. Some blamed the storm, while others were simply wanting answers and their loved ones back. There was one man, however, who brought some answers, but no one wanted to accept them. Yesterday, one of the missing construction workers was found roaming the streets at night. Apparently, he was so out of his mind that the police had to restrain him. He murmured mad stuff. They said something about the clouds being possessed and also beautiful. Something about colors, he said, but nothing more. When pressed about his whereabouts, 
he could not recall very vividly. He said he remembered going to a bathroom break when the storm appeared. He then claimed he stayed and watched the colors dance before closing his eyes and eventually waking up in the middle of a forest about two kilometers outside of town. When I heard the gossip about the man's tale, I was filled with dread immediately, especially when mentioning the damn clouds and their colors. Of course, I didn't want to speak about the matter as I didn't want to arouse any suspicion or be somehow associated with a lunatic, but was he really a lunatic? Today is the day, however, when the horror truly began. This morning at around maybe 10 a.m., I was in a nearby coffee shop with some colleagues of mine playing some cards and having discussions about the latest oddities in our town. As we played, we noticed it. The sky was overcast, but there were no roaring winds or rumbling thunder in the distance. Just plain gray clouds. I could feel my friend's hearts beat along with mine, their gaze upwards, and so was everyone else's around the town square. We were all waiting for what this time the clouds would bring. Some even began already running, not wanting to take part in this storm. The coffee shop workers began closing, fearing for the worst. There was this common eerie silence as we were all afraid to speak and we simply gazed at the dam and wild sky. Shortly after the silence was broken by the piercing screams and gasps from people on our left, I saw it just for a second. A body had fell on the ground, making a splat sound. The people began screaming while a woman rushed through the gathered crowd. While we were staring at the commotion, trying to figure out what to do, another thud was heard near us, this time followed by even more screams. As I turned my gaze to the source, I saw the body of the mayor, naked simply, and in such a state that was nearly indescribable. Dark blood pooled around him, his limbs were broken and in pieces while his entrails surrounded his belly like snakes. His skull was crushed on impact, but his face was pointed at us. His eyes were in a shock as if he died in fear. They seemed empty, as if the mind had left him long ago before this. As I stared frozen in fear, I failed to notice how even more corpses began to drop in the distance. I heard the screams of my friends snapping me back to reality and forcing me to look up. And God, do I regret it. Bodies came falling from the sky, dropping and splashing onto the concrete floor. For a moment, you could vaguely see their shocking and hollow expressions before smashing on the ground. We ran back to the coffee shop and we stayed there while the sounds of bodies thudding on the roof and their crunching bones were vaguely heard amongst the screams of men and women. As we stared outside the window, my heart sank when I saw the body of a young man getting impaled on the iron fence of the coffee shop. It pierced his naked body like a spear and his face was backwards upside down, gazing at us with the very same frightful eyes. The blood was dripping and for a moment I could swear I saw his eyes twitch. My body gave up. There was a swirling in my stomach. 
I vomited, and the last thing I saw was the face of the young man gazing at me while my vision faded into black. I felt a warm sensation hitting my eyes, and when I slowly opened them, I was immediately blinded by the sheer light that came from the window ahead. I heard vague voices around me, and when I came to my senses, eventually I realized I was surrounded by my fellow colleagues and a couple of the coffee shop staff. Apparently, I had blacked out for an hour or so, and they were trying to bring me to my senses ever since. For once today, I felt such warmth in this cold nightmare that we all lived through, and this was a moment of purity and a life too bad it was going to be too short. Outside, there was a different atmosphere. No matter how much the sun shined, its warmth would never be enough to cover the pain and grief that was around in today's dreadful morning. People were crying, others were dragging bodies from their rooftops, and the poor coffee shop owner having to remove an impaled child from his iron fence. Police and ambulances were picking up bodies and taking statements as if they didn't see the incident. I mean, how could you not? The entire town is plagued by corpses, and apparently some of them weren't even from our town. Things got worse, however, when some nurses exited the ambulance in pure terror. They screamed and pushed people aside while screaming profanities. But then we all saw it, and we realized from what they were running from. A man stood outside the ambulance with the corpse sheet draped over him, just like some sort of cheap ghost costume. When the man began to twitch underneath the sheet, people had already gone mad. They rushed to leave the scene while others like me stared and waited. There's something strange about fear. There's stuff out there that is best for your sanity not to ever come across but the ecstasy of knowing the outcome, or sometimes what lurks behind the shadows, or to even indulge on some grotesque and forbidden knowledge, is profound. This is the closest thing I can explain to how I felt that morning. I wanted to see everything unfold, yet I didn't. The man behind the sheet soon wasn't alone. Two more bodies stood up and began twitching and snapping their limbs back into position police were trying to keep order. They shouted at the things, but none of them listened, as they were indifferent to us. We didn't matter to them. The police began shooting at once, only to make things even worse. A screeching sound emitted from the man in the sheet as soon as the bullets struck him. He began to roar and to tear through the sheet, revealing its grotesque form. His chest was wide open and half revealing its insides. A faded blue light was emitting, while its once human entrails were covered in a black ooze and swirled outside and around the cavity like wet tentacles. His hands and feet began to expand, causing the human skin to tear and reveal its thin muscle fibers and arteries that flared towards the sky menacingly. The neck also expanded and snapped in half, causing the human head with its hollow expression to dangle on the creature's back. Where the neck had snapped, a slit began to open, revealing the gnarly sharp teeth and a swirling black tongue. 
More crunching and snapping sounds were heard as we realized that the once dead bodies had began to change. As well at this point in my mind, I had seen enough. Such fear was beyond measure. I had to leave this site. And so with the last amount of adrenaline pumping in me, I began running. As once again, chaos ensued. Men and women screamed for help as the godless creatures were tearing them apart. People were begging for mercy amidst the voices of agony and horror. Such devastation was never to be seen before. I ran and I felt the presence of something behind me. And there it was. One of these creatures was pursuing me. This was slightly different from the first one I saw. It ran on all four limbs while the dead eyes of the human host were staring at me. The noise it made, it was so awful. It screeched, but the worst was the human sound that was barely heard emitting from the last remains of the vocal cords. My house wasn't far away, but I could feel its rotten breath getting closer and the tapping of its naked and slimy limbs on the road were getting even louder. When I passed my fence, I closed the gate behind me, hoping it will delay the creature just a bit more before I unlock the door. Panic began to set in as I tried to open the main door and the screeching sound of the metal gate was heard roughly behind me, but it was too late for it. I pushed myself inside and locked the door, only to hear the creature bash for a moment before scratching it like some dog trying to tell you to let it inside. It is 5 p.m. as of writing this. I don't know what's going on outside, but I'm safe here in my shelter room. I have barricaded the windows and doors, hoping it will keep them outside. I am writing this as a warning to warn you. There is something wrong with the clouds. They take people and they bring this abomination. If you ever see a storm and people are going missing afterwards, just leave town or prepare yourself for the worst 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 prepare yourself for the worst to my forest friends thank you for listening to another horrible tale dusk is a time of transition it is an owl's wake up call and as the shadows grow longer and darkness takes over the only thing to fear is fear itself be still in the storm and I promise you, you will be safe. Please help this channel grow to 10,000 subscribers by ripping at the subscribe button and scratching a comment. I read every single comment scratched here, and I look forward to visiting here on the Smoking Owl Tales channel on another night very soon. 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 <laughs>